Hello and welcome to the Wake Up and Live podcast with Chantelle Simone. I am so happy that you're here and you're here for a reason. This podcast was created to shift perspectives, shift our mindset so we can truly wake up and start to live life by design and on purpose. You will hear powerful messages and interviews all around purpose, identity, and truth. So be a blessing to others and share these messages. Subscribe and follow this podcast as well as comment so that we can keep these conversations going. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this next episode. very excited for another episode of Faith versus Fear. So today what I want you to do first of all is to take a moment and click that share button. Go ahead and host a watch party because my special guest today is going to be sharing lots of wisdom and every single time I have a a conversation with her it is really next level. So definitely click that share button. If you haven't been following the Chantel Simone International page Follow it now, like it now, because we are constantly bringing information to you to be able to help facilitate things through this time of the coronavirus. So we are about to get started and uh, definitely jump on and share. If it is the first time you're joining us, welcome, welcome, welcome. And we're going to get started in about five, four, three, two, let's go. Welcome to the Wake Up and Live show. This is a very special edition of the Wake Up and Live show because of the current times that is happening in our society. So this, we have, I have now started to launch a series called Faith versus Fear. Faith versus Fear, mainly because the state of our economy, people are either leaning to their faith or leaning to fear that drive their behaviors. And as you know, my background being a mindologist, our thoughts are so powerful, thoughts are things and thoughts do manifest. So we must be mindful of what we're thinking during these times. Today's topic I'm going to introduce, and it's we are day five of our seven day series of faith versus fear surviving the coronavirus times. Today we're going to talk about not just the source of fear, but we're actually deep diving into the what activities we can do during these times, during these times of where life has been really on a standstill, a big question mark. Our future is uncertain. So what can we do to really foster great activities and great thought processes? That's the main thing. So for Today, we're going to, in our media section, we're actually going to talk a little bit about what's out there on the, in the world of not only social media, but on the world wide web. So I'm going to show this clip from, one, from a Google search, and we're going to flip the screen, and we're going to show a little clip from the Google search, and it's basically talking about uh, common questions around the coronavirus. This common question we're going to zero in on, and our very special guest will touch upon this today as well. So the question is, what should schools do during the outbreak of the coronavirus disease? 
So UNICEF is, is urging schools, whether it's open or not, to be able to help students through remote learning, to provide students with holistic support. Now, holistic support is great, but what does holistic support actually mean? Everybody's going to have a different interpretation. So what we want to do is dissect, well, what is holistic support and what does that actually mean? What activities can we do with our children, with our spouses and with our loved ones? So we really want to deep dive into that. They go on to share a little bit of an example that I would like to share with you that we'll actually deep dive a little bit more. So schools can provide children with vital learning information on hand washing and other measures to protect themselves and their families, which will facilitate mental health support. So again, this is there's a lot of great information out there. And one thing that you'll learn about me, the show that we, we have here on live, the Wake Up and Live show, is we like to go deeper. We like to get to the root of certain things. It, it's great to say protocols. It's great to say holistic approaches. It's great to say, let's talk about mental health, but what does that actually look like? And how can we actually help drive and foster something that is going to allow us to know what actions to take? So the, it goes on to say, and to help prevent stigmas of discrimination by encouraging students to be kind to each other and avoid stereotypes when talking about the virus. So again, this is a very great generalization. So what we're here to do on this show is unpack these conversations. So what do we specifically tell our children not of, of how not to discriminate, of how to be inclusive during these times? Bullying is a real thing. Isolation is a real thing. Discrimination is a real thing. And so is mental health. So our guest today is going to help us unpack these conversations and give us practical examples that we can use to be able to foster healthy thought processes and activities during the times of coronavirus. So it is my honor and pleasure to welcome our special guest today. And she is a dear friend, a dear colleague, and truly a woman full of great wisdom to be able to pass on spiritual, physical, mental, and emotional wisdom so that we can apply this for our lives. Now, she is a transpersonal leadership expert. She has dominated two major realms that we need to be able to hone in on to, to live and function on this earth. I would say the spiritual realm and the physical realm and what that means. She has been a radio personality. She has helped people instantly dissect and pinpoint what they need to work on in order to take their lives to the next level and the next step. It's a gift that she has, and she is here to share her gift with you today. So please help me welcome a dear friend, a dear colleague, and such a, an amazing spiritual and physical advisor here on this earth, Miss Rachel Abba. So I'm going to bring her up on screen, and I am so excited to have her here today. Today, technology has been slow, but what I've realized is every time that technology has been slow, there is something very powerful and very, very extreme that is literally going to help people take things to the next level. So, so I, I actually celebrate these times. 
I celebrate these moments. And I am very glad to finally have Miss Rachel Abba up on the screen. Rachel, can you hear us? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yes. I'm going to do a quick test to make sure. Audience, can you hear her? Give us a thumbs up if you can hear her. Yay! Awesome stuff. We are we are rocking. We we triumph through and through all the the struggles that life hands us. And you know what? This is a great example because what life has handed us right now is this coronavirus, and we weren't prepared for it. We did. We are now responding, and in some cases reacting to what the world has dished us right now. And today, Rachel, we can actually, I can't see your lovely face anymore. It looks like the you ceiling, can? so we might need a picture. You can see no. it's the, the There we camera. go. Yes, there we can see you now. So Rachel, welcome to the show. Please give your perspective. Now, as you know, the series is called Faith Versus Fear. So what's your perspective? Are people leaning more on faith or are people leaning more on fear in your local market being Toronto, Canada? Well, um, it really depends. Oh, can you hear that? Is my voice I can, clear? yes. Okay. Very clear. It really depends on who you're talking to and where, right? So a lot of people... I think it's a combination of things right now because we're not sure what's around the corner and what's coming next. We're getting the news in bits and drabs every day. People are not quite sure whether or not to fully like fall into fear and panic or trust that, you know, everything will be okay. We, we still don't quite know. That's the energy in this space, but um, we each, the beauty of it is we each have a choice about how to face this and how to navigate through it. So then what would you recommend? Because a lot of people are now at a stage where they're really getting back stable. They're fighting to stay in an empowering perspective. Yet at the same time, they're hearing increasing cases. They are hearing that, you know, things are being now shut down. They're hearing that we are more in isolation. So what can you suggest for people who are doing their best to fight, to be stable, to be authentic to who they are, yet they're hearing so many different catastrophes around them? Yeah. It's a blessing and a curse to have the news. <laughs> It's, um, yeah. if we don't hear anything, then we might fall into, some people might fall into panic, but at the same time, when you get into this cycle of only listening to the numbers rising and what's happening in other parts of the world and you, you succumb to that helplessness and that victimhood, then it only exacerbates the problem, which is just horrible, horrible for just collectively and individually, right? Um, I can only, because we're in quarantine, um, really, I mean, we call it what, social isolation or um, physical distancing, whatever snazzy term we want to use for it. The point is we're hunkered down in our individual spaces you know, 
to a large extent cut off from each other physically. Right. So we don't really know except for what we're told, right? And maybe what we experience mm -hmm. when we dip in and out um, of our homes for, you know, for whatever reason. So what I can speak of is my personal um, experience and what I have observed um, in just my day-to-day. -day. And I personally have made a clear decision not to inundate myself with a lot of news because it it's it's um it feels like a a type of violence on my senses and on my on my person so what i do is practice awareness around what um i should know what i need to be aware of each day and um so that way I keep abreast of what is, you know, what I need to know to stay safe and to keep my family safe. Aside from that, I don't fall into the statistics. I don't fall, like I don't play the numbers game. I don't watch this thing unfolding in, I, I don't do that to myself because those mm -hmm. are things that are beyond my control. Right. And it will do nothing to serve my ability to take care of myself. So the only job, the main job I've given myself is to do what I can for myself directly and for my family and then see how I can be of service to others while keeping within the mandates that have been, you know, given to all of us, you know, by, by um, the government and, and um, the health officials. So that's all I can do. So I'm really doing my best to filter, you know, to take care of my mental state of mind, my mental health, um, keep my body sound and nourished and strong. And, um, keep my spirits up to make Ooh. sure I'm as not only physically healthy, but emotionally and psychologically, you know, healthy as possible. And that is part of my um, contribution to helping my immune system, which will in turn help those with whom I come in contact with. Like if I'm healthy and I'm strong and I'm doing my best to protect myself, because that's really the only thing or the only person I have any kind of control or impact on right now, um, then the rest will just take it one day and one step at a time. It's very much that kind of time. So you know what, that's, that's really, that's really great because a lot of people, that's a common theme, you know, a lot of people have been saying so far, deal with what we can control. There's a lot of things that we are not able to control and focusing on that is not going to bring any good. So just what you're saying is, hey, I'm taking care of my mental health, my immune system, my surroundings, and that's how I'm able to contribute to the greater good and the greater whole. And what I want to do is there's great comments here already 
And I want to just take a quick moment to share this while it's relevant on this topic before we move into the main topic today, which is activities to decrease fear, which may directly essentially increase your faith. Um, Judith Allen says, I think people are trying to just settle in on the new norm. The anticipation of what was the reality to what is now is an emotional roller coaster until we all come to terms with just being still and center with who we are regardless. And, yeah. um, and you know, what? I totally agree, Judith, and thank you for that because uh, like we, uh, we talked about reacting to the situation, people are now, like I say, just kind of recalibrating. And so as Rachel, as people are recalibrating to, okay, I'm at home. Okay, the hubby's next door or, or beside me or the, the wife is beside me. The kids are running around all day. I've seen some pictures where there was a lady, she was the mother typing and she was working from home. She was dressed up on in front of the computer and the kids were on the floor tied up. <laughs> with I saw that. Someone yes. said that to and me. She, Yes, you work from home, right? So obviously people are having a little bit of fun. They're adding a little humor in this. But what can you share, Rachel? Because I just, you're such a phenomenal mind of, of that is really has been blessed. We've been blessed with on this earth. So what is some of the activities that people can do to reduce the fear? I know you share what you did. Now, what would you recommend if there were some clients out there of yours that you were talking to? What would you say to them? Some practical things that they can do to reduce the anxiety, the fear or the stress. Yes. And what I have suggested to people this is what I've found, um, especially it has worked, it has worked for me, not just now in the in the midst of a pandemic, but just in general in life. I've found that um, when I keep my hands busy, it gives my mind uh, the opportunity just to ease up a bit and not inundate me with all kinds of um, fear inducing emotions. Right. So, um, things okay. like, um, it's, it's easier in the summertime, but now, you know, some people have actually started gardening, but indoors, like taking containers and doing their, you know, planting seedlings and things already on the inside. Um, some people I've heard they've shared, they've gone for walks going into nature even though, you know, they're like, well, I'm in court, I'm supposed to be indoors, but I need, I need to be in nature just to take a breather in order, to, you know, and then come back in. So they've been going for little, for little um, walks just around the block <laughs> and then back in the house. Um, I know that um, things like um, a lot of people have started baking, you know, doing a lot of, you know, just the process of it. You I find you just lose yourself in the physical, anything that gets you to use your body, I find helps to calm and recalibrate, you know, get, it's almost like um, establishing heart coherence, right? So you, you get that sense of bringing your anxiety level down, you get to take deeper breaths, you're more mindful and aware of everything you're doing in the moment. Um, so cooking is big, uh, baking, I've seen, um, 
some people are exercising, um, but it depends, <laughs> depends on your situation. I've seen taking up hobbies, right? So uh, knitting, anything that is kind of like repetitive and it's physical and you're moving tends to be almost like a form of meditation and it's soothing and it takes you out of that headspace. So it can be anything that you enjoy. Um, some people do puzzles, right? Um, literally like the jigsaw, jigsaw puzzles where you're moving the pieces around yeah. and forming a picture, old school. A lot of old school activities are coming back. And I've found what I've observed in all of it is using your hands. Like honestly, Got using it. your hands, it's almost like idle hands. You get into yes. trouble, keep your hands exactly. busy. And for whatever reason, it helps. It helps. So activities like that. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's, so that's great. So keeping moving, keeping busy, doing something with your hands, whether baking or guarding or, or building something or whatever. So that is fantastic. And I'm a big advocate of going for a walk. I go for a walk every day. So I still go for walks. And it's funny because when you start to, because, you know, we still have social distancing. I'm keeping the six feet. But when you when I'm walking and let's say I'm walking out of an area and somebody's coming around the corner, and we're looking at each other like, whoa. Like, we, you know, we're like, everybody has a play. It's very interesting. But yet we can still enjoy nature. I definitely, you know, support and second that going for walks. It clears your mind. It clears your body. It gets your juices flowing. You breathe in great oxygen. So it's, it's a really great way to keep your mind focused just on being at peace. So speaking about the mind, because a lot of our conversations always deep dive into the power of thoughts in our minds and what it taps into. It also taps into a great world, you know, for the people who know about the conscious and the unconscious mind, the unconscious mind drives the ship. And it also taps into, it's, it taps into its all-knowing source. Often people call it God, some call it the universe, whatever you label it, um, it gives us, it, it allows us to be, allows us to tap in something greater than ourselves. And there's a power in and Rachel, I know that you 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 have honed in on that power. So what can you share from a mind perspective of what to focus in on and how to nurture and feed the mind to some activities that we can do that will decrease the fear, decrease the stress from a mental perspective as well? Yeah, um, I, I take a, a, maybe a slightly different approach. I have a... <laughs> a very curious relationship with my mind. And uh, <laughs> I try as much as possible to, it has a seat at the table, but I, I try as much as possible to override it and function in more in the spirit than I do the mind because the mind is, can be a minefield because it is so heavily influenced and informed by our um, corporeal, our five sensory experience. And it has, um, it works with a lot of disinformation. It's easily, yeah, it's easily influenced and it's easily distracted. Um, it's, it's an amazing 
I wouldn't call it a landscape, but it's amazing realm of the mind where things are created and where we really get uh, our perception of what our reality is and can be. It's a beautiful place. <laughs> Yet, because of the nature of the world we live in and the way we've really brought ourselves in all our choices and ways to this very moment in history where we're all hunkered down indoors, the mind, the way I see it today functioning is not the friendliest place. There are a lot of, if it were a garden, it has a lot of weeds growing in it. It's not pretty. It, a lot of thorns, a lot of, you know, it's, it's precarious and it's, it's, it's a treacherous place collectively and individually. You know, there are a lot of um, booby traps in there. So it's Whoa. this, and this is the thing with, an, with a time like this where we have been forced to stand down and um, in a sense, surrender. It's like, okay, you've done the best you know how and here we are, stand down. Yes. Um, so yes. for me, the mind is not where I necessarily lead from because it has gotten us here. Um, so I, and this is where the transpersonal piece comes in. So what I do is I basically take, I take my awareness of the physical and then I translate it and extend it um, almost like I transcend the physical experience and what I see, like my optics, what I hear, all of the news I'm getting and all of that, I acknowledge it and I park it. And then I tap into what you were talking about in terms of source. So what does that look like in practical terms? Because I'm not a meditator, right? So I literally have a conversation with my inner voice, which sounds a bit crazy, but it is scientific. You know, so I quiet everything down, not in a clear your mind sort of way. I don't clear my mind. I override my mind and then I ask questions. So whenever I find myself in doubt, where I know that there is nothing I can think up, come up with, or maybe I'm just feeling curious and I need a solution. I ask a question. And then the important piece in that is I wait for an answer. And I expect an answer. <laughs> I expect an immediate right. answer. Um, but right. what I never know is in what form the answer is going to come, through whom it's going to come. So I ask the question, you know, typically the most, pop the most common one I ask is what do I need to know in this moment? And then I wait. And I just want to—I just want to pause right there because what you're saying is very, very powerful, and I want every viewer to really catch this. 
because out there we talk about the mind because it's an easier conversation because it's more um, accepted and more uh, generalized. People know about meditation and so forth. But really, a lot of leaders in the industry, including myself, I'm, I'm all about mind mastery. So mind mastery is literally what Rachel is talking about, the ability to override the mind and tap into something more powerful that yeah. will give you the answers that you need. Because one of my programs that I have is called Clear the Crap because there's so much, like you use the analogy of the garden, which I love, there's so many weeds in our mind because it's planted by listening to CNN, by listening to our, our parents who love us, but also instill fear because they want to protect us by listening to loved ones and spouses and children and all the back. There's so much that is deposited in our mind. And yesterday when we had Sharon Lecter on and, and she's the author of Outwitting the Devil, the devil literally talked about the, in the interview of the book, talked about how the devil uses our mind because it is fertile ground for him to plant and let things fester. So that's naturally what happens So the ability to override that and tap into something that is greater than us is, Rachel, one of the things that I, I love about who you are and what you stand for. So I wanted everybody to really get that, that there is something greater that we can tap into. And that's how meditation is. Meditation is not mastering our mind. It's going above and beyond and connecting it to something greater. So, so, so Rachel, as you do that, asking that very powerful question, what do I need to know? You know, what are some of the other powerful questions or examples of answers? How do you hear the answers? Because people are going to be insanely curious of how to really tap into that all-knowing source, and you do it extremely well. So can you share a little bit more insight on that process? Um, well, part of it, it, it is a process, and it's a practice, <laughs> and it's a, 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 not only a daily practice, but it's a moment-to-moment. -moment. It's almost, it, it's laborious in the sense where when we're using our own uh common sense or our own way things go super quickly like we can make decisions you know that sort of thing but this other process um i'm referring to that has never steered me wrong never um is asking the question and then the answer might come either in like what I usually do is I, I now watch, look, listen, use my senses, my physical senses, because I'm, I'm in the physical. I'm waiting for the answer in a physical way. And I'm also listening in my heart. So what usually happens is whatever the next thing that really stands out and jumps out at me. Like, what do I actually notice? That's where, and it's just step by step. So I'll get one crumb and it may on its own not make complete sense, but that is part of where um, my inner voice tells me all the time, logic is not your friend. So I literally have to override my mind, jump, 
into like it's absolutely it's a state of surrender and i and yeah. i cannot question what i have been um directed to do or say or whatever the next step is usually does not make sense to my human sense yeah it makes no sense i'm like that's right that's just silly or what does exactly. that have to do with this other thing? But what I've noticed is when I allow myself to be led, which is the key, not trying to be a, you know, um, backseat driver. I yes. literally like take my hands off the wheel type of thing and say, okay, that's the next step that jumps out at me. It might be something as little as go to the window. But my first instinct in my mind would be, why? <laughs> why do I have to go to the window? What's at the window? Like all these, and that's the mind nattering away. And that's how I can always identify which is physical, mind, interference, like static. I call that static. Mm -hmm. And then what the inner voice that direct line to source that is never now that, wrong. that right there is such a powerful see that ladies and gentlemen is the act of surrendering because we hear it a lot and i'm going to tell you again i'm the type to go deeper and be like well what does that mean when we say surrender what does that mean there's a lot of time people like surrender to the process and just surrender. You die to your flesh and live to this. We hear these things. But most people don't know what that actually means. So literally to be able to be still and to be able to, to, to rise above your mind, tap into a source, ask a question, be open, hear an answer. And the answer, oh, like, I would say majority of the time, the answer shows up something completely different to what you would expect. But it's that typically. mind that would challenge. Typically, would right? That's exactly. So we've ignored so many signs. So even through this times of coronavirus, there are so many signs that we get that we should and could be doing. It could be a business idea. Hey, why don't you X, Y, and Z? The thought will come. But then our mind kicks in and says, ah, oh, no, people never listen to me. I'm not going to go live. Oh, no, that's silly. I don't know how to run that business. Oh, no, everybody else is online. I'm not going to do that. So, our, you know, oftentimes, Rachel, when we call it the second mind, you might have yeah. heard that before, that second mind that kicks in. So it's so powerful to surrender to the truth, to the higher calling, to the first, to your first mind, because there's something you know, a message that's being sent. And I think it's important for people not to mystify this and make it seem like, oh, it's just that random thing. But if we actually pay attention, I always say life talks to us all the time. I chalk it all up to life all the time. If we were to listen, it really leads us on a path and guides us in the direction we need to go. And this is very important, especially during our crisis right now, like the coronavirus. So yeah. thank you, Rachel. I love that. Now, thank I just you. want to go to. I um, Before just wanted I... to add as well. Yes. For 
for those who might be listening who this might sound unfamiliar or weird or confusing or they don't know where to begin, exactly what you were touching on of you don't have to understand it. Just know first voice, no. I mean, no, first voice, yes. Second voice, no. I call the second voice the peanut gallery, right? <laughs> so it, 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 it's, very, it's very convincing. It argues, it states its arguments. It gives you good reasons, you know, pros and cons. It does a whole slideshow presentation. It's very, it's very polished in the way yeah. it presents its ideas. And it's usually the voice that you want to go with because in it is holding all those fears that you've been feeling for most of your life. So it's familiar. It sounds like a friend. It sounds like a parent. It sounds like you. So you yes. think, of course, that's my mind, but it's not you, right? So that's how you can tell. The one that allows you to remain in comfort, the one that does not in any way challenge your desire to just stay in mediocrity, the one that mm -hmm. does not talk about any type of change, that's the voice. I'm not saying silence it because it needs to have a seat at the table. It'll just get louder. So when I say you have to override or transcend it is you allow it to speak because it's there for a reason. It's there to protect us, right? It's there to, you know, be the best guide roadmap based on all the previous experiences. It's the project manager, right it's 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 there to do a job allow it to do its job what you then need to do is say yes thank you i hear you and i appreciate you however however then you go with that first voice after a while that ver the 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 peanut gallery you're able to manage it better. And it makes great points, right? So you're no longer as easily swayed by it. And it That's becomes right. easier not to succumb to the fear it's trying to sell. And then at the same time, that voice knows that, okay, she knows what she's doing. I'm not, okay. Okay, so she's. I've given her the point. She's aware. Okay, so after a while, it's less persistent. The volume comes down, and it just becomes that friend that mumbles things under their breath. Are you sure you want to do that? You know, right. it becomes more that. You know, so and, and the volume I find is there's a correlation between the volume of that voice, that peanut gallery, and how much you've bought into the fear that it's telling you about. Now, why do you, call it, why do you call it the peanut gallery? Explain that just really quickly before we move 
it's like it's that saying it's like uh having that group that crowd that of naysayers that always want to throw in their opinion throw in their you know and it's um i think back in the day almost like hecklers where you'd go to the theater and there'd be a gallery of like maybe cheap seats and they'd be the ones heckling and throwing stuff and booing and they'll you know be giving their commentary on the performances and what's happening so that's the peanut gallery or at a at a at a sporting event or there's always that box of people who get rowdy that's the peanut gallery and they throw peanuts <laughs> <laughs> i love it you know what i i really wish that if you're watching if you're watching the replay if you're listening on the podcast if you're live on the tv show really take heed to what is being said because there's a message behind it and it's really once you kind of live with it it could really shift how you approach your life this is why it's the activities to decrease fear that's our topic today and one of the most powerful, of course, there's physical activities like we talked about before. And one of the most powerful activities is being able to understand what's going on in our minds, what type of playing field that is, and how to rise above to step into the truth of who we are and get the true divine guidance to, to lead us to where we got to get through to be able to get through a crisis in a time like this and for you to prosper in a time like this. So it's very important. Let's go to some of these comments. Um, I love this, I love this, I love this. So there's some comments, uh, just one online. I can pull up on screen here. Uh, some of our online comments we have um, from Miss Gabby. Now Gabby is an amazing individual. She's all about the feng shui and decluttering. So let's see, she says, also watching Let's Television, reading inspiring books, decluttering your home, of course, and your life. Get yourself busy with uplifting stuff. Thank you, Gabby, as she sends us lots of love. So appreciate your words of wisdom. So powerful. To It's a great time for feng shui. Yes, yes Gabby, reach out to her if you want to know to clear your, your house. <laughs> Sharon Fletcher says, yes, it is necessary to clear the crap. Thank you, sister. Absolutely. The program that I have called Clear the Crap, literally, we, of course, we de-weed those things. And like Rachel explained, those the peanut gallery, all those voices that come up. Now, here's the thing. We also show you how to triumph above them. That's the main thing. For one, sometimes your garden is so full of weeds, we got to get the weed whacker out. Like it's getting out of hand, right? And that's why we say Clear the Crap. And what's more and what's powerful is learning how to transcend above the weed. So you're actually looking at, at, at a garden that can't even possibly have weed. There's power in that. So definitely stay connected with us and we'll help you more with that. Precious says, looking mighty beautiful, Chantal, so beautiful. Thank you so much. I love that. <laughs> Marlene from St. Martin says, hello, giving us a wave. And Judith says that she's going to continue to catch the the after after replay but she says i believe the fear is due to letting in too many perspectives and not grounding on your own positive spiritual thoughts and belief system completely ties in with what we're saying today so rachel i want to thank you so
so much. Um, we have Miss Simone Cordes who says, yes, Queens, giving us some purple love. I like the, I like the <laughs> royal, the royal love. Thank you so much, Simone. Well, Rachel, I so appreciate your insights. I think that it was such an empowerful in, and, and a slightly different, a slightly, not going to say different perspective, but a deeper perspective. I told people it's going to be deep. <laughs> Every conversation <laughs> with this wonderful, wonderful woman is always deep. So thank you for your wisdom. Thank you for sharing that. And uh, I know that this will press upon people in such a positive way. So God bless your work. God bless thank all you do. And thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. I had a wonderful time. Oh, and one more thing. Play musical yes. instruments. Nice. Guitar, nice. piano. Just, it, it takes you, it really, the vibration, it, it, it helps calm everything and gets you into coherence as well. I love it. Thank you so much. Musical instruments. Let's make note. Thank you, Rachel. Have a beautiful, blessed day. And Thank we look you. forward to you sometime. <laughs> Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Wonderful. Well, it was such a great, great deep show. I told you guys we would always take you deeper and take you higher in order to be inspired. So I just wanted to last. Oh, I'm going to quickly read. I uh, have Terry's comment. I so love Terry. She's always been an awesome supporter of the show. She says, now is a good time to feed my mind with positive and powerful knowledge like what you have given me today. Amen, Terry. Thank you so much. I so, so love your energy and having you on the show and watching all the time. So thank you so much. Just for some final words and some final thoughts. As you guys know, um, it is, it is such a great opportunity to be able to be here. And I thank you guys for joining us as we have our show today. My final thought, one of the key things that we are here to learn about is how do we accomplish this thing called life? Life give us curveball, curveballs. There's sometimes there's things that are unexpected and we don't quite know what to do with it. Right now, we are all settling in at a time of the COVID-19, the coronavirus, just really living with this new reality. We've come from a place where we stopped re reacting and now we're responding. So now is a great time to grab the wheel of your life again and start to control it and start to steer. One of the best ways is tapping into your truth. Allowing yourself to do activities to keep you busy, keep you calm, and keep you centered is important like we learned today. How do we tap into our truth? How do we clear the clutter and the crap, I like to call it, in our minds because it's not of us? And I love the analogy of the weeds in the garden. How do we clear that so we can actually stay focused in our true authentic selves and still be able to thrive in an economy where it seems like it's going down when really it's creating opportunities to level up. This is it, tapping into your truth, tapping into that spiritual being that, that the universe, God, whatever you may call it, you do know there is something greater than you. And when you're able to discover and really have that manifest in your life, it shifts you. So my goal here today is to bring the best of the best out there on this platform to impose a perspective that allows you to be empowered and allows you to go search you.
That's the point of these these messages today. And it was so great having you on the show. It's so great having you watch the replay. Pete, make sure that you share this. There's somebody waiting for this message. There's somebody that needs clarity on the activities that they can do to reduce fear and what it is we're actually tapping into to get to our truth. So click that share button, be a blessing to others. And today we'll see you tomorrow for day six of the seven day series of faith versus fear. Always remember you have one life, make it count, navigate on purpose and stay positive, stay blessed, and stay faithful. We shall see you tomorrow, and also stay connected because I will be offering some amazing opportunities to continue these conversations beyond day seven. Have a beautiful, blessed day, and we'll see you tomorrow for day five, day six out of day seven for faith versus fear. Stay blessed. Thank you for listening to the Wake Up and Live show. We stand for a purpose, mind mastery, and truth. Expect to be shifted. If this program has impacted you in any way, shape, or form, if it's hit your spirit in a powerful way, or allowed you to do or to think differently, please hashtag CS Impact. Our CSI team has a goal to reach 1,000 lives by the end of this year, and this is a great way for us to monitor our impact. This program is being sponsored to you by ClearTheCrapKit.com. For those of you who want to be released from your emotional burdens and break free from your emotional baggage and really overcome your stinking thinking so we can stay focused on our goal and our lives and our God-given purpose. Get your Clear the Crap Kit today. Always remember, you have one life. Make it count and navigate on purpose.